tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Damn, you're on fire. Oh. Joining me as always is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, XG, and the place to be, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? And on the ones and twos, everybody loves him now. I guess he's a part of the show. You know, he's very opinionated for a, 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 an intern, but he is who he is. You know him, you love him. My good friend and yours, Johnny Woodard. God bless you, Sam. Johnny, what's your uh, social media? It's at Johnny Woodard, and I'm always tweeting. Well, why don't you spell it for him? Because I've been saying your name wrong forever. So uh, J O H N N Y W O O D A R D. And on Instagram, it's Johnny A Woodard because some other asshole got my fucking name. I know, but you're you're verified. Apparently, on, there's on two Twitter. Yeah, Johnny Woodard's going around wrecking shop. Not on Instagram, but on Twitter. That's all right. Someday on Instagram, Johnny. Someday. What is your uh, What is yours? Uh, mine's XG marks the spot. XG and then marks the spot. Did I was was I the first person to call you XG? Yeah. Damn first, first right person. I was. Yep. It's Damn not right. Well, it's much easier than yeah. whatever yeah. fake name you're using right now. <laughs> um, John, we have some dates coming up. I'm very excited. If you want to support the show, a great way to come see us live uh, is to see us live. Please go. Our next date is April. No, actually, there's a comedy chaos this Tuesday night. Not tomorrow, but the following Tuesday. That is uh, February 25th. First show is Chris D'Elia, Bobby Lee, Andrew Santino, Whitney Cummings, and Brandon Schaub. And the second show is Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, Tony Hinchcliffe, Tim Dillon, and I don't know who else is in there. But it's a fun show. Go check it out. Uh, tickets are going to sell out. Hopefully, this will be our 62nd and our 63rd sellout. And then April 1st, we are live at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. Two shows. One at 7 o'clock. It's a stand-up comedy show with all your favorites. Uh, Eddie Bravo, XG, myself, and Johnny's getting up, polishing off five. Bam! He's finally going to crush uh-huh. it. Maybe we'll meet his lady. Who knows? And then after that, at 10 o'clock, we're doing a live Tim Fall Hat podcast with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Anomaly. So go grab those tickets now. All right. And then we have May 1st. We are it. We are at the Tacoma, right? I think it's Tacoma. Yeah, it's Tacoma. Tacoma. Yeah, here we go. Hold on, dude. Hold on. I know I'm supposed to be um, professional, but it's, I It's uh, May 1st, Spokane Comedy Club, and May 2nd at Tacoma Comedy Club in that Second show on is a 420 show. 420 show, and then Chicago. We are uh, at we are in Chicago at the Den on the uh, May 9th. I am now putting together a tour. If you'd like me to come to your town, just tell me where I'm going to do. I'm going to do a different state every other week. So we'll see how it goes. Two shows every week. And I'm just going to go around and see this wonderful country of ours. The Patreon is on fire. I'm almost up to 1,000 subscribers. You're getting two to three hours more of bonus content on there every week. Go to patreon.com backslash tinfoilhat. And if you really love us, buy a t-shirt. Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com. It's a great way to show the show, support the show. And when I see you at the show, at a show with the t-shirt on, I hug you. Instantly. Instantly. I you almost slow grind on you <laughs> while I make eye contact with you. So go support the show. It's a great way, great way, great way. Uh, man, what a great week we've been having, and this show will be no different. Uh, joining us is he's a returning champion. Uh, you know him as the director of Six String Samurai. 
and Third Eye Spies, and he's got a new movie coming out called The Phenomenon. Please welcome Lance Mungia, everybody. How are you, dude? Good, man. It's good to be here. Did I nail that? You, you came close. Good enough. What, what did I do? Second place. Man, the hard G. You know, it's good enough for Mangia? Iowa. Mangia? <laughs> Fuck me, man. Mangia, it's not even Mangia. fun at no, this no, no. point. It's, it's, it's like... It's, it's like laughing at the special kid as he trips. <laughs> you guys are mocking me at this point. Lance, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed last time you were on, and I'm super happy you're back. Uh, you're, I mean, obviously, you know my love of 16 Samurai. I think it's a wonderfully well-made movie. We need more movies like that. And then last time you came on, you talked about Third Eye Spies. I love all that, all that stuff. Awesome, man. You know, I, I, I went to this conference um, I was telling you about that uh, uh, for remote viewers, which is what, you know, Third Eye Spies was all about. And, uh, you know, these remote viewers gather in Vegas a couple times a year and they basically gamble. They do sports betting. And uh, how'd it for, go? It went really well. It went really well. You know, yeah, did maybe, anyone make any money? Yeah, they made some money. They made some money. They better than 50%, you know, probably like 70%, I would say. You know, ESP, um, what, do, what do you think that is? ESP is your, your consciousness, man. I mean, we're, you know, rea reality is not what you think it is. You know, it's like we think of ourselves as these separate, you know, like suits of, of skin and, and bone, and, and really your brain is connecting to something that's like a cosmic internet. You know that that really transcends your body. So it's like a it's it's like quantum physics. It's like a bunch of different stuff, and and uh, and it's all controlled by your consciousness. You know, your consciousness is like an internet. It can go anywhere. You know, we've been doing some very interesting shows lately, discussing what we are. There's people who think we live on a globe, and this is some people think we live on a flat plane. Some people think we live in a realm. Some people think we live in a simulation. I'm mm -hmm. very much into that. Yeah, I, I'm into the simulation theory myself. Really? I, I actually, I think I think that in a sense, uh, we're living in a holographic universe. It's I like totally it's like you, you go to that. like Disneyland, you know, and you see the look the ghosts and they're three dimensional, and that's like a piece of light that goes through that glass. And if you were to break off a piece of that glass and shine that light through a little tiny piece, you'd get the entire thing. And the only way you can explain something like ESP is if you um, actually have access to the entire hologram, not just what's immediately in front of your perception. So um, holographic theory is like a really good way to look at it. So in a sense, yeah, maybe we're in like some sort of a computer matrix. simulation, a matrix. I mean, I don't know. But, but it's like that actually uh, is one potential theory, you know, of how consciousness works. Because your consciousness is like Google. You know, it's like wherever you put your consciousness, if you have a little bit of talent at it, you can see, you know, so it, it's, and it's something that's been proved again and again. And somebody came to that conference from the Sam Tripoli show, and I'm blanking on his name, I'm sorry. That's but, all right, but, dude. But yeah, he'd seen this on I the show. I fuck names up all the yeah. time, so blanking's <laughs> totally acceptable on this show. Yeah, and and uh, and he had a really good time. I think he did well. It was his first time he'd ever done it. So, so did anyone get super accurate? Was somebody oh, abso like, absolutely. there's a Brazilian... Uh, midget in the other room and he's doing uh, tic-tac-toe <laughs> was any like they, what, they, yes. what were some of the cool things that people yeah, were able well, to I was I was with um, you know at, at another one of these conferences I was with a guy named Jeffrey Mishloff who who has a show on YouTube and and uh, he's a well-known remote viewer and um, he drew this like you know um, an oval uh, with a little X on the top, and he said it's a city that goes above the water and under the water. It's nuclear, you know. Um, and and one of the two target pictures, because they look at two targets, was a submarine, a nuclear submarine on the water. Ah. You know? and, and so I'm like, I'm like filming this, you know, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this guy freaking nailed it, you know. He nailed it. I said it has to be it. And but with everybody in the room, what happens is they have judges, and the judges come and they they look at all of the data that these remote viewers write down on pieces of paper and they hand in. And and they they score it, you know. As is it more like the photo on the left or more like the photo on the right, you know? And and it's almost like the spelling bee meets the dog show it, in a weird way, right? Yeah, it's, like a little bit of both. It's it's a very it's very much a technique. It's like they've got it down to a science, really. It is. And and uh, um, and Jeffrey nailed this submarine, but everybody, most of the other people, got it wrong. You know, and, and so they, they passed on it. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to go down and bet 50 bucks on this dude because I know he's, he's going to be right. And I went down and I bet and I lost. Oh. You know, he, and, and, then I, and then I called Russell Tark, who was the producer of Third Eye Spies. And, and, uh, um, and I said, you know, oh, man, I don't understand it. You know, Jeffrey got this right. He's worked with Jeffrey for years, you know, and he's a scientist at Stanford. And, and Russell said, well, of course he got it right. He, he's world famous for getting the exact right description of the wrong target. <laughs> you should have bet on the other one that's you know? so funny dude it's gotta be interesting man because you know 
as I do this show, we interview people, and sometimes I don't always agree with what they're saying. And but I, I've made it on this show not my place to check people. I want them to get across what they want to say and let the crowd or the listeners decide what they like, what they don't like. I don't want to be like you know fact checking. I. I with all these interesting stuff that you're doing with remote viewing, your movie we're about to talk about, you know, sometimes there's not concrete evidence, right? There's not like, okay, here is the exact plan. Here's the here's a record of what happened. It's always like, oh, is that is that Bigfoot or is that a UFO or did they see through the wall? Was there any moments where you're like, okay, I, I'm just gonna go with this, and then you were like, holy shit, that oh, really, yeah. that really happened. Oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, I, I had in, in Third Eye Spies, there's, we had to go to um, again to Vegas and, and do this this uh, a conference, a different one, and uh, I had never actually seen a real remote viewing before. I'd only talked to the people who were doing it at that point. It was very early on in the project, and I was very nervous about going because I'm like, oh man, if I show up and it doesn't work, you know, if this whole thing is bullshit. What am I going to do? I'm a documentary filmmaker. I'm going to put that in, and you know, and it makes it a lot. That's less That's a weird movie, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's like, and well, in the you know, end, nothing works. Yeah, and it, and it's like, I'm watching these people all draw stuff, and everybody independently, like probably 200 people. I'm walking around so watching are, all these people. Are they all in the same room? All in the same room. Has to be yeah. quiet. Is as, it like as completely quiet. They, Russell Targ comes up on a stage and he says, um, "All right, so uh, Paul over here is going to go hide somewhere in Vegas, and you don't know where he's going to be, uh, but he's going to go hide. We're going to strap a GoPro to him." And and then you're just going to close your eyes and you're going to imagine where it is he's going. Is you're not going to label limit? it. Uh, yeah, in like 15 minutes. You know, in 15 minutes. But what they've shown, the weird thing, is that it doesn't matter if it's outside of time. You could just say, well, where's he going to be in 15 minutes? And people usually get it right. You know, it's like it's, Holy it's, it's fucking shit. bizarre. Yeah, no, no, no. But uh, so he just says, close your eyes and imagine what the first uh, unexpected images that come to your mind are. Could be sounds, could be images, like just whatever the weird thing that comes to your mind, write that down and write it down right away. Don't label it. Don't tell me what it is. You know, just write it down. And and that's what everybody did. And I'm I'm going down the aisle and I'm seeing person after person and they're drawing like fish and waterfalls and like uh, a couple of coin fountains and shit like that. And that's exactly where the dude went. He came back and he played Holy this fucking shit. thing. And he was at an indoor fountain with like coins in the bottom surrounded by aquariums of fish. I now, now you're in Vegas. You think people would be like drawing slot machines? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I, I see. Dude, I'm telling you, I have this weird thing where I can play stuff out in my mind. And it's helped me with conspiracies mm -hmm. because I kind of study this and I kind of see how it plays out in my mind. And if it smoothly goes... I'll be like, I think this is going to happen. And you'd be amazed at how many times I'm, I, can vi yeah. I can visualize it playing out. Mm -hmm. you're, you're talking about controlling the matrix, man. I mean, it's like I, I just recently met this chick, that, sorry, woman that, that uh, chick, you cool. know, it, that uh, we got a lot that, of broads that, to that listen to. That claims to be uh, what's called an aeromancer. And, and she can actually visualize creating wind and then make the wind. That's what she says. And I was very skeptical. We were sitting at this party, and she goes, like, see that bush over there? It was like, dead. No wind at all. And, and then she starts doing this. Uh, quick question. Did the wind have any kind of odor? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Because no. I knew a girl who could make, <laughs> make, make the wind. Just, <laughs> have people. Did you just work I, I, a <laughs> fart joke in? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's having a moment, this beautiful moment, and you're like, did she so fart? Beautiful. He said, this you know? beautiful chick. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm right. trying to run a That's professional right. show here. This guy's doing fart jokes <laughs> in the mill here. Um, so anyway, she does this thing, not she does farting. It, moves she does the, moves the moves the, the bush starts moving, whatever. So I can't explain that. You know, I mean, now maybe it's just the breeze or whatever. But the thing is, when you visualize something, when you intend it, I think that that nature has a way of filling that in with what you intend. I mean, I really do believe that. I find that the laws of physics were made to keep us boxed in mm -hmm. and that if something doesn't fall under the laws of physics, it gets explained away. And I'm like, the universe is much more interesting than that. Yep. And there's things that just you can't explain and it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. You just you're falling for whoever it is, man, is, is set these things to there's a, there. There's been a long con to convince us who we are and where we live isn't special. Yeah. And the laws of physics, in my opinion, this isn't you, Lance, this is Sam, 
uh, the laws of physics are part of that to not allow us to question outside the realms of our understanding. Right. Because it's like you walk around all day with blinders on because you're getting like one one millionth of the amount of information that's around you, right? You're, you're operating in an incredibly right. limited bandwidth. Right. You know, so, so we can't actually see what reality really is. Like we can just get this very narrow point of view. Um, and when you do something like remote viewing, you know, um, when you meditate, when you, even in dreams and things like that, it's like instead of seeing the, the road from the position of the side of the window, you're flying over the car now you know and you and you can see all over the place because you take those blinders off just a little bit you know but i think if you really took the blinders off you just go crazy i mean yeah there's too much information yeah yeah and that's why that's but i want it well I that's that, yeah, but if you if you the people i think the people that get too much information those are the ones that are walking down the street mumbling to themselves there's something you know, to that carts. too yeah i think <laughs> if you also get too lost in the results Meaning you have all these all this information mm -hmm. and you don't understand why everybody else doesn't see it mm -hmm. or why anything's changing. You could go nuts. Whereas oh, I like man. to just digest the info and just that's it. And Pat then do the show and spread the word. Patman Johnny, uh, 3000 years ago, I think um, he was a, a Buddhist philosopher. Um, you know, he wrote the Yoga Sutras and uh, he said in the Yoga Sutras that along your path of enlightenment, you may wind up seeing things at a distance. You may see things tiny. You may see things big. You may see the future, the past. Uh, you may levitate. You may, uh, you know, um, cause things to appear and disappear. You may do all these crazy things, but don't pay too much attention to that because uh, those are just uh, kind of like markers along the path of your enlightenment and you don't want to get too caught up in it. Yeah. So there that's, you go. That's the show. That's mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Getting too focused on things that just you got to let go. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, we learn so much on this show, and you see that there's very powerful people doing very uh, unholy, mm -hmm. evil shit, and you want somebody to do something about it, but you're going to go nuts yeah. if all you're doing is screaming at people about all the evil. Sometimes the best you can do is just spread the word. Yeah, and, and the thing is, too, you got to ask yourself, how do you best change the world? Do you change the world interiorly, like from yourself, or do you change the world by going out and fighting the world? You know, and I think it's a combination of both. I think when the opportunity comes, you got to take it. But I think more than anything else, it's like when you're working on yourself, you're you're resetting your own reality. You're resetting your matrix. So if you really wanted to change the world, like if you want a better government, you want cleaner air, you want whatever you want, um, then by working on you, you wind be up... Be the change you want to right, be. Right, and you, you actually probably shift change yourself you out of that reality that you don't like into a reality that's For more suited sure. to you. There's a million things going on right now in this room. What you focus on becomes your perception, mm -hmm. becomes your reality. What you perceive becomes your reality. Mm -hmm. There's a million things going on. And if you only focus on the negative, that's all it's going to be. That's all it's going to hit you yep. is negativity. If you focus on the positive, you'd be amazed at how much better your life goes. And at the same time, when the opportunity comes to take an action, take an action. But you just don't stress over that action. Yeah. Right? You know, like, <laughs> dude, don't get lost in the results. It's hard to do, dude. Though it's hard to do. It is hard to do. <laughs> and that's why it takes a long time to get there. Yeah. A lot of fails, a lot of uh, things, decisions blowing up in your face. You know, to realize this too shall pass. Yeah, and then you got to ask, like, I, I like to look at it like text, tests. You know, it's like, okay, so I'm doing pretty well. What's the universe going to throw at me to see if I, have I figured That's it out yet? That's how I feel right now. <laughs> Everything's going so well. I'm just, when's the hammer going to drop, dude? <laughs> Something's got to come to test me, man. You know, it's so interesting, dude. After it's been a while, you're like, it's been six months. Yeah, I haven't had anything yeah. blow up in my face. It's coming. <laughs> well, you, you, what you would do is you would just say, I welcome it. You know, like whatever it is, I'm grateful for any opportunity to grow. Because why else are you here if it's not to grow, right? I mean, it's like with the remote viewing thing in Third Eye Spies, you know, talking to all those guys that did that for years for the government, you know, in, with using ESP, I came away a better person listening to them because they basically figured out that, you know, it, it, they were better remote viewers when they were um, centered. When they were the center of the storm, you know, nothing could affect them. And they, were, they wanted to doing better work, you know. So you go from uh, doing remote viewing to your new movie. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your new movie? Well, it's a movie that I did not direct. Um, it was directed by James Fox. Um, a lot of people know James Fox from Out of the Blue and I Know What I Saw, you know, two very well-known uh, UFO films. Um, I, I was one of the producers on the film, and I was also um, 
the editor of the film. Uh, you know, I spent about uh, five months or so up in Northern California, uh, you know, finalizing an edit, you know, with James. Um, and it is probably the definitive modern history of the UFO subject um, in a way that is not, it's not sensationalized. There's no speculation. It is all absolutely, you were talking about concrete evidence before. Yeah. This is concrete, absolute evidence. You will walk out of that film and you will be blown away. You know, like when, when people see that film, especially if they're kind of on the fence about the UFO subject and you think like, well, you know, maybe it's like Russian drones or something. Nah, what we did in the film was we went back and showed you how like from 1947 to the present day, the phenomenon is exactly the same. You know, there's no difference at all. And, and it was very, very well documented and well reported you know for decades what do you uh what do you hear is the the biggest critique of ufos right now what if you get any pushback what is it i know we have a good friend of ours named eddie bravo mm -hmm. he brings up project blue beam all the time mm -hmm. sure. that there's gonna be this new world order movement mm -hmm. to uh get us to all think an alien attack is coming so we could all come to one what are some of the critiques you hear about the notion of extraterrestrial life well i mean um i spent quite a lot of time working with Jacques valet i don't know if you know who Jacques valet is Jacques valet used to be in project blue book uh he worked with heineck in that you know he um is one of sort of the most renowned sort of researchers of the subject over many many decades and um he talked about stuff like what you would say project blue beam and stuff like that 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 like you know there's the potential that they could be projecting things in the sky yeah even in world war one they were like using like like uh, uh, lights and stuff to like scare the Germans and create distractions and things like that. And, you know, that's a, that's one possible explanation. And I'm not a true believer. I don't have like a definitive knowing of like, this is exactly what this is, man. I'm right. And everybody else is wrong, you know? Um, but I know there's something there and I know that it goes way beyond just some sort of government plot or something like that. Um, you know, again, is it extraterrestrial? I have no idea. Could they be here? Maybe. You know, could it be a figment of our imagination completely that we are creating in some sort of weird matrixy hologram video game? Maybe. You know, I don't know. But the, all of those are good potential things that are out there. Um, but all I know is that it's, there's something out there. And another really interesting thing is is the, uh, the connection between Third Eye Spies and the phenomenon for me is, again, it goes back to consciousness. Because... One of the things you don't hear when people have these types of experiences, like they see a UFO or they see something weird, um, is that the experiences start to follow them around, and it's not just UFO related. Like, like in the in the um, movie, uh, we talked to a guy who, or James actually talked to a guy uh, in Australia who um, had taken a picture of a crystal clear UFO in the sky, and uh, and then. It wasn't the, that that freaked him out. But he was so freaked out he didn't talk about it for years because of all of the other weird crap that happened afterwards. You know, stuff like so bizarre, like like a uh, a midget dressed in like 18th century robes shows up and banging on his door at three in the morning and speaking some language he doesn't understand, and then literally just disappears in front of his eyes. You know, and he said, "I've never told anyone that before, but that's what happened." You know, stuff flying around his house like poltergeist stuff that started up after the UFO. You know, so. All of these things, it's like what, what it's almost like what happens is it just takes one break with what you think is reality, and then all of a sudden you're just like inundated with other stuff. It's like out of control. Uh, what are some of the theories you've heard on what UFOs could be? We've had discussions over the last couple episodes. Uh, are UFOs are 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 they aliens? Are they fallen angels? Are they Anunnaki, are they are, are they actually from Middle Earth and they've come out here and they're running game on us, making deals with our our, our government leaders? What? Yeah. What are some of the things you've heard? Yeah. I, I'm that. telling you, dude. <laughs> it's, it's like every all, all movie it. ever, yeah, it's all going on at one movie. time. It's all of it. That's what I think. You know, it's like I mean, I I I don't know. Again, I'm guessing, but I can tell you that whatever it is has been around for a long, long time. Uh, whatever it is, they're they're here. You know, in in 2015, the USS Roosevelt Strike Group had uh, something like 238 days straight. They tracked UFOs, these little tic tac things, coming in and out of the water at the same place yeah. every day for like 200 and some days. Did they ever go <laughs> look what was down there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, but not not to that extent. You know, um, they've probably used remote viewers to find out. 
I would say, you know, that, so that's interesting, that's the kind dude. of thing. Because if you think about it, again, your consciousness can go anywhere. So why wouldn't they be using that scientific technique that they developed back in the 70s to study this stuff? They probably are, but you're never going to hear about that. It is, uh, it is so interesting. And what I find very, uh, I, what, what also I find very interesting is how, when people in the conspiracy world the spiritual skeptics the alternative media when they're so gung-ho on something else right and then they're just so anti on something mm -hmm. it, it just it you drives me nuts mind man i mean you got to it's like yeah, that's me it's like i don't I, I i cannot lose my discernment and discernment is very important because otherwise you're falling for everything and, and I believe there's a ton of misinformation out there. Some of it is probably put out by the government. Some of it is put out by people just trying to make a buck. You know, it, there's, there's misinformation to be had anywhere you look. Um, but if you have discernment, you can separate the, the signal from the, the noise, and you can kind of go, well, you know, there's something going on that we don't understand. It's a consistent phenomenon that goes back decades or way, way longer than that. And whatever it is, it says we're living in a much more mysterious world than we think we are you know i mean the bible talks about aliens there's books that talk about aliens there's other r religious books that talk about aliens coming mm -hmm. alien ships sure, like man. hinduism has huge you walk huge in, roots in in aliens if you walk into india today and you start talking about ufos they'll just say oh yeah yeah we know about all that we've known about that forever and it's like that's part of the problem with us being a new country is that we don't have the kind of history that other countries have that go back thousands of years. And so um, everything is sort of fair game in terms of whether it's real or not, because it's like we're all coming from someplace else, basically, unless you're a Native American. Now, I don't know if you did any research on this in your movie, and I want you to tell me more about your movie. Uh, Men in Black, mm -hmm. The uh, Smiling Man, these are all people who kind of show up after you've seen an alien. Any discussion on that or I'll who tell those you, might be? I'll tell you something that I, it's up to James. I don't know if he's going to put it. We're going to work on the, um, I think we're going to work on the um, extras for the film soon. Uh, but there was a segment in the film that didn't make it into the final cut about um, Virginia, Brazil. And if you've never heard of this Virginia, Brazil case, this is like crazy. It's like literally Roswell in a city in Mexico, like UFO crashes and there's little creatures running around everywhere in a city with like multiple, multiple, multiple witnesses. Cops catch one, bring it to the hospital. You know, they're like netting these things like, a, you know, um, massive government people show up, you know, um, and James, James Fox is basically a journalist at heart. He's an investigative journalist more than he is anything else. And he doesn't let anything just slipped by him. He's not just talking about speculation. He went there twice to Virginia, Brazil, and started just knocking on doors and saying, hey, do you guys remember this happened in the 90s, this thing, this crash, whatever? And then, oh, yeah, that, that woman over there, she, she knows something about it. Go find her. And he tracked down this uh, family um, that at the time had these young girls that had an interaction with, like, one of these beings. And, and um, they said to him that, the men in black, basically guys in black suits showed up at her, at their door after this happened and after they appeared on the news like a couple of days after it happened and said, we're going to give you a briefcase of money if you don't ever talk about this again and you say your daughters were wrong and they just saw a dog, you know, the, it was a wounded dog. That's all it was. And 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 the woman got really upset and said, I'm not going to do that because, you know, my 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 girls are not liars. They've been taught to tell the truth and we're very honorable here. And, you know, we're, I'm not going to take the money. And and uh, and they left. But that type of story, either somebody showing up and um, offering money or showing up and just making threats um, in the, the Westall landing case in Australia, which is featured in the film. Um, this is a UFO that lands at a schoolyard in Westall, Australia. Lands in the schoolyard. How's that you know? not a TV show? Oh, my God. And, and, and uh, uh, after that, you know, government types showed up, um, some from America, some from Australia, and started threatening the teachers and the staff. Uh, you know, one teacher was threatened to the point that he hadn't talked about it uh, since it happened. I think it's been 60 years. Uh, he's never talked about it until James tracked him down for the film. For the first time, he, he's, he, he talked about it, and they basically said, if you ever breathe a word of this, you're going to be uh, called a drunk and a liar and, and, a, and a serial abuser, and we're going to make sure your, your license to teach is revoked and that you, you can't get a job anywhere ever again. My uh, friend Trevor, he's been on my show before, and my other uh, Patreon show, 
and he talks about how his dad was working at this. Uh, his dad just passed away, and his dad a couple years ago pulled him aside and told him the story about how he worked at this like Chicago Institute of Art, mm -hmm. and he was a he was a guy who kind of fixed the machines. You know, he was mm -hmm. a maintenance guy, not a janitor, but a guy who fixed stuff. And uh, he got a call to go fix some equipment on a floor he's never been on. Mm -hmm. So he went down to fix the floor, and he goes down the elevator, and he walks out, and he's seen the weirdest shit. He's seen, like, this horse on a table being pumped full of something. Oh, wow. He sees, like, a monkey with a helmet on getting a laser shot into it. And then he walks a little farther, and he sees this giant cargo hanger. And in it is a giant aircraft that he's never seen anything like it before. And crawling on it is big green, like these green creatures. And then there was a little gray cre creature. And then the creatures notice him. And then next thing he knows, there's, he's gets, his dad gets guns pulled on him. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what are, we, we, what are you doing here? He's like, you guys asked me to come down. So uh, they basically made a deal with him. They would never tell anybody what he saw. And the weird thing was, was anytime this guy traveled, he would go like to another country. He would get pulled into customs, and these men in black would show up mm -hmm. all the time. You know, you know what I think men in black are. What um, I think it's the blackwaterization of the military-industrial complex. Um, it, I, I'm not going to say it's like Bigelow per se, but like you know, but Bigelow is one. What do you say? Oh, I, I, I'm not familiar. Okay, with so about. Robert Bigelow uh, was uh, responsible for um, housing debris that they thought came from UFOs. It was in the New York Times, December 2017. Um, you know, Bigelow Enterprises um, in Nevada had a contract with the federal government to basically research UFO stuff for the government. And um, this started supposedly in 2012 or something like that, uh, you know, went like just a few years. But the government can't get their story straight about like when it started and when it ended. So it, I know it goes back decades before that. I mean, it's like they, they've never stopped researching it since Roswell, at least. And and um, a lot of the times what happens is people will show up like Rex Heflin, a famous um, case where he was a uh, highway inspector in Los Angeles here. And he was taking pictures of a road after a storm. And um, UFO full on metallic disc shows up right in front of him, does this, and then just shoots straight off. And he happened to already have his camera out, and he took three photos. Those photos have never been debunked, you know. And um, years after that, you know, or a few years after that, he had um, you know guys in black suits show up at his house, claim to be from Department of Defense. Can we borrow your photos? We're going to give them back to you. Um, he had already shared those photos with several other researchers uh, because the photos have never been debunked, even after all these years. And um, so he gave it to them, and they just took with his originals. Yeah. And, and then, like, two, three decades later, uh, he got a weird phone call and said, check your mailbox. He went out there, and someone had put the photos back in his mailbox, like, decades later. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, are, are they, like, men in black, are they aliens? Are they some sort of intergalactic beings, time travelers? Dude, this uh, is like asking me about religion. You know, I mean, it is, because it's like, I mean, what, what does it mean, and who are they? You know, it, it's like... We don't know. I mean, it's like what we know is that there is something there. There's ob one connecting tissue through all of the decades of this, when you really go back and look at all the material, is that there is certainly an extra governmental group of some kind that, that often poses as government people, and then, you know, you never hear from them again. Um, you know, they go in and they make threats. They, they try bribes. They do different things to try to get material. Um, a lot of times, anybody that actually says they have debris uh, they wind up having that debris stolen from them, you yeah. Know, or, pe or people show up in the suits at the house and they say, "We, you, you got to hand this over for the good of the government," that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, I'll tell you, one of the cases that's featured in the phenomenon is the Lonnie Zamora case. Lonnie Zamora was a cop in the 1960s, and. Um, was in a high-speed chase, and as he was in New Mexico, out in the desert, and off to the side, he sees this glowing thing. He thinks it's a fire, you know. So he thinks, "Oh my God, there's a dynamite, sh dynamite shack out there. Maybe it's gonna, you know, blow up." So he stops the chase. He runs out there. He goes and and he pulls into this arroyo where there's this like tick tape, tick tack shaped craft with these two little beings like running around it. And, and he rolls his window down. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing? He thought it was like a NASA test or something. You know, and he gets out of the car. And as he gets out, these little beings jump back in the craft. And the thing shoots right out. And, and uh, so he calls that in. And, and uh, um, now the whole uh, 
uh, police force of uh, Socorro, New Mexico is out there, you know, with him while the bushes are still burning. There's there's um, imprints of the um, little the, feet. The beard. Yeah, the yeah, imprints of little feet in the ground, the whole thing. And um, and then now the FBI shows up. The um, the captain in charge of the White Sands Missile Test Range shows up along with a bunch of government guys and they cordon off the whole area and they um, debrief everybody. And and uh, um, this is one of the most well-documented cases ever, never been you know debunked. Um, years and years later, um, it turns out that maybe Lonnie has some debris. A piece of that little landing gear had had fallen off. And uh, while we were making the film, this isn't this part doesn't appear in the film, but while we were making the film, James is telling me the story in the editing room, and and uh, apparently, um, around that same time. Uh, Lonnie, who had passed away some years ago, but his wife is still alive. His house was ransacked, you know, and and all of the stuff that we featured in the film, like his his personal letters and photographs and all that stuff, were all stolen from his house. Oh my yeah. god! And, and apparently, this is a common thing that happens when somebody even says, "Oh, I've got this weird, mysterious debris," you know, and and it's like, bam! Instantly, their house is ransacked, or something happens, and the debris gets stolen. Well, I know uh, the lady yeah. whose husband. Ha- like he was at NASA and he had a moon rock, was it? And she needed money. She was going to sell it. All of a sudden SWAT showed up and uh, took the took the moon rock. Yeah. You yeah. brought up New Mexico, mm-hmm. right? Uh, do you think that Project uh, Project Looking Glass, you know what that is, right? Looking Glass. Um, yeah. It remind me. I, I, it's basically... Um, they can see into the future. They can see the past. Well, it, it is remote viewing. I was going to ask way. if it has yeah. anything to do with remote viewing. And they say they got that from Roswell from the ship. When they grabbed it back, there was something where you sit there. I guess you sit there. And yeah, you sit in a chair. Being, There's a couple of things. The yeah. Montauk projects that. Well, well, it certainly is true that that um, whatever is going on with UFOs has a consciousness component to it. It has an ESP component to it. That's for sure. Um if you just look at the experiencers, you know, and you and you listen to the stories of the people who have even just seen the crafts and gotten messages and stuff like that, uh, it, it's very consistent, and it definitely um, talks about stuff that's outside of time and space, like seeing the future, things like that. Um, and actually, that's probably the most interesting case in in um, the phenomenon is um, Rua, Zimbabwe, 1994. Um, yes. Th- yeah, you've heard of this. Yes. Yeah. So so this is the most amazing, unbelievable case probably that's ever been documented. Uh, n- another schoolyard case, and there's actually a whole bunch of different schoolyard cases around the world over a period of decades where these things will just land in the middle of a schoolyard during recess, you know. But usually they don't get out. This time they got out and they interacted with the little kids in Rua, Zimbabwe, you know, and and so basically craft lands, little creatures get out and for like 45 minutes are like interacting with these like third and fourth graders, you know, and and then all of the uh, the bell rings, you know, little creatures get back in the craft, take off and the kids all come back in. Um, This was massive news at the time. And this followed, by the way, three days of sightings all across Africa of the same craft. So it was in the news, multiple thousands of people all over uh, Africa had seen this, finally lands at a schoolyard. But what's important about this is the telepathic component, the, you know, the ESP component of this, because um, these kids were all given a message, a very clear message. You're fucking the planet up. Don't fuck it up. You've only got one chance. You know, and really, yes. Well, there's drawings that they made the kids draw. That's right. Let That's me right. See. There's a couple drawings yeah. right here. Mm-hmm. There's tons of them. Yeah, there's tons of and them. And there's these paint. They're from different different kids. It's not all from the same exact. Yeah, kid, no. There I was guess. there was something like a uh, hundred kids. I mean, there was a lot of kids. And and for the movie, James tracked down like twenty of them or something like that. To uh, you know, um, and I think like maybe five or seven of them or something like that wound up in the film. And um, and you know, it's now like what twenty some years later, they've all got the exact same story. You know, haven't changed a word of it. Nobody's profited from it. I Nobody's, believe it. Yeah, and why and, not? But but it's 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 so clear that, uh, and it actually informed a lot of these people's lives, in that um, some of them became environmental activists. You know, um, some of them have spoken out about environmental issues, um, and and what you find again and again and again in these kinds of cases is that's what happens. Is is that, uh, um, as a matter of fact, one of the people that was very involved in making the film. Had uh, you know, has devoted his life to planting trees all over the world. 
sold his house so he could plant trees. That's because of so that kind of an encounter. Interesting. So, Let me ask you something. Why do white people get abducted the most? Why are they always probing us? Uh, well, for one thing, you wouldn't know because white people are probably the only ones that have the media, you know, in, in terms of just in general, like not just white people, but people in the United States. Right. And it's not just white people. I mean, there's... there's. Uh, How come nobody know, in Compton gets abducted by aliens? Betty and Barney Hill were the first, uh, you know, it was an interracial couple. They were the first people in the modern, you know, sort of UFO era to be abducted. And at that time, Betty Hill created a... Um, star map from memory that she said she was shown aboard this craft that uh, she had no idea until years later when telescopes got better that the star map that she had drawn exactly matched where these beings said they came from. Where'd they say they came from? Oh, man. I, I think it was uh, Zeta Reticuli or something like that. Interesting, you know, yeah, dude. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, the, the, the thing is, and that's why, uh, I mean, look, we're at a point on this planet where we cannot keep doing the crap that we've been doing. Right. You know, we just can't. I mean, it's like we can't go 50 years, even probably 20 years, without making some drastic changes because we're not going to have a planet for our babies to grow up on. Right. You know, we're just not. It's not going to be anything like it was when we were kids. Right. And, and you can already see that. You know, this year... Australia was on fire. The, the continent of Australia was on right, fire. Right, the continent right. of South America was on fire. You know, these are unprecedented fires. I don't care if you say some of these were intentionally lit or whatever. The whole continent doesn't, you know, light up on fire where you can see it from space, you know, and where it's affecting the entire uh, planet. Mm -hmm. So what is going to happen? You know, we're either going to continue down the same path or we're going to make changes. And whatever you want to call these UFOs and these things, whether it's a figment of consciousness that, that is coming into our reality to basically say, wake up, you got to do something, or whether they really are beings from some other planet, uh, or they're living here and they're pissed off because we're fracking underneath their underground bases or something. Uh, yeah, I, you mean, know, I mean, it could be any of those things. For sure. <laughs> so, and, and I don't personally know, but I can tell you for sure, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a UFO researcher to figure out we have to do something. I just, I, I, and I'm, I, I mean, I believe pollution's very bad. I believe uh, we probably just cause chaos just through garbage and uh, using wastefulness and all that stuff. I, I, I am very skeptical of like things like the Paris climate change. Cause when you study that thing, it's really about buying credits. And this one group, the club of Rome gets very, very rich off that. Mm -hmm. We need to stop treating animals like shit. We need to stop treating our oceans like shit. We need to stop cutting down our forests. Okay. Yeah. We have to live one with the universe, one with our, whatever we live on, whether you think it's a ball, whether you think it's a plane, a flat or whatever, we got to live one with it. Okay. My biggest problem is like, we always want we, the people, and I just think it's the same people at the top. Mm -hmm. Always is. pulling this bullshit. Dude, of course. And is. we never do it. And we just all fight Everybody, with each other. Yeah, and exactly. It's it's always like, these pieces of shit at the top. Let's make it a fucking football game. You know, it's my team versus your team. Guess what? We're all on the same planet. Yeah, we I'm sink with or you. swim together. I'm it with doesn't you. matter if you win or lose. It, the same shit is going to happen either way. And the thing is, it's really convenient to basically just go, no, no, la, 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 la. I'm not even going to pay attention to that. Right. You know, and, and, and the thing is, that is what those powers that be that you're talking about, that's what they want. They want you fat and happy and uh, watching your football game. And not paying and, attention. And, yeah, not paying any attention to what's going on. Right. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know, and All and, the problems like, in the world are caused by these people. It all goes absolutely. back to the same group and, of people. And, and, if you, and if you want my opinion, okay, so like I support Bernie Sanders for president, all right? Right. And, and um, the reason primarily is because of his climate change plan. You know, he, he's got a $13 trillion climate change plan you know that that retools the entire u.s economy on the scale of world war ii you know in world war ii we went from being a rural country that that was like growing crops for a living didn't even have like interstate highways to get from one place to another in a day to being within a couple of years a superpower right you know if, when we put our mind to something we, we in this country have the ability to do things right. that no other country can do when we come together to do it and, and if you want to know why white people get abducted or why Americans in per se get abducted, 
uh, and it's not just white people, like I said. It's, a, uh, it was it's, a joke. it's, it's the rich people, the, the people not rich, but the middle class type people of this country, because this country is where you can actually still make a difference. No, I'm with you on you that. Know? We we are, we are making a lot of changes. Uh, I, China is the biggest polluter out there. I don't know how we're going to convince them to join us. India, giant. I mean, like. There's we're parts n- of we're, India. We're not trying to get them to convince them. We're just trying them to buy a ticket from someone else, yeah. like you said. Yeah, yeah it's it, yeah, it, just it, and it's just just buy tickets from Zimbabwe. Yeah, oh yeah, buy more credit. That's so these that's, people. But yeah. that, let's forget all about all that. You know, it, the the thing is, if if let's say Bernie Sanders does what he says he's going to do, which is declare a national emergency right away, you know, and and I think there'd be a ton of people that would be right behind that. He declares a national emergency. It allows him to do a lot of different things including allocate whatever he needs to allocate to deal with that emergency. So what happens is you wind up freeing up the cash to make America the innovator that it should be, where, where all of a sudden we're on top when it comes to like solar, when it comes to batteries, when it comes to all, all uh, of the Get off of, of all this fossil yeah. You want to know why things are fucked up? Whatever your fucked up thing is, you know, whatever, whatever is pissing you whatever, off, yeah. it's oil. I'm with you. Yeah, it's oil. You know, it's all about oil. Why is uh, your federal government spending $80 billion a year, $30 million an hour in the Middle East? Yeah. It's I'm not di- because it's like, oh, we're afraid they're going to attack us. Again, it goes you know, no, back to these <laughs> power players who won't let us have engines that run on water. Right. They won't let. And why do we put up with this bullshit? I just don't. We, you know, this is a conspiracy podcast. So this is Sam speaking at. Not you. Uh, you know, they false flag us into, I mean, 9-11, whatever you want to mm-hmm. believe. I sure. 100% believe it was an inside job set to get us to go into war in the Middle East, and we're still there. Why do they got to false flag all of us? Because we're the power. But nobody wants to look at that. We're too busy fighting a poor black man, a poor white man, and a poor Mexican, or a middle-class Mexican, middle-class white guy, middle-class black guy, have way more in common than they would ever know. But they're, they're fighting over these little Dude. things that get them to just hate each other. And it's a, it's a giant waste of time. Now, here's Ber- I was a big Bernie fan. He got really kneecapped by Hillary Clinton. I think the reason... He played ball is because they were threatening to bring uh, 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 basically charges against his wife for embezzlement. There was that the, the case was out there like, oh, she was doing some embezzlement. That's what I'm hoping. Well, here's here's what I think. I, I think that uh, um, Bernie got screwed for sure. He you know, got in 2016. but 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 he he capitulated and he endorsed Clinton for one reason and one reason only, to give him the shot that he has right now. Because the way the Democratic convention was set up in 2016, it didn't matter if he went, if he ran or if he won. It didn't matter because every superdelegate that actually would decide who was the nominee right. was going to vote for Hillary Clinton. And they already decided you know, and, that before the and, whole and process. And they decided it beforehand. So guess what he did this time around? He made it so that the superdelegates do not count in the first round of voting. If he can get to 51%, if he's not kneecapped in a way where he only comes in with like 35 or 40%, if he can get to 51%, those super delegates don't count. So he gets the nomination. Fuck everybody. Dude, He, I mean, like, here's my thing on Bernie. Regardless of, and I know there's some people listening to the show, aren't Bernie's fans. You hate socialism. You know my opinion. We already have it. It's just rich people's socialism. That's my opinion, okay? But what I'm seeing right now is the will of the people... Are not is not being heard. Oh, it's being heard. They want it's, no, no, no. You and all these yeah. other people want them. Yeah. But we already see Tom Perez, who looks like he does coke with his daughter's <laughs> friends. Okay. And all these, they're bringing in Debbie Wasserman Schultz again. This is not. Listen, man. We gotta get away from people have a D, so they're the good guys. Right. 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 It doesn't matter if you yeah. have an RD. Corruption's corruption, and the people at the highest level of the DNC are they're the Washington generals, brother, Dude. and they're throwing the fight versus the Harlem Globetrotters that are the Republicans because liberals, not the left, not social justice warriors, none of that crap. We're talking liberals. People, You know what was a liberal idea? The First Amendment. You know what a liberal idea was? The Second Amendment, okay? These are liberal ideas, okay? How'd you liberals get make change. How'd you get highways? How'd you get electricity? You know, the, 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 that, those were social Democrats that brought you electrification, you know, that, that brought you the interstate freeway system. Now we look at interstate freeways like they're the freaking pyramids. 
It's like, oh my gosh, you know, like we've been to sell some pieces of that to China because, uh, you know, like we can't even maintain yeah, these I roads. I mean, dude, I, yeah. at the highest level, I, you know, the Clintons were brought in to bring the DNC to the middle, and uh, they've completely destroyed the the liberal voice in this country, and I, I think it's done on purpose because liberals make change. And regardless of what you think, man, don't tread on me. You like don't tread on me. You don't want to touch your guns, your Bible, your 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 family. Guess what? That includes if somebody wants to be gay. That includes if a woman what a woman wants to do with her body. That's my opinion. I don't want the government in that stuff. You know, when it comes to healthcare, I don't know what the answer is, but we have collusion in our healthcare. We need somebody to drive these down. There is no free market. You know, you know what the the, the the illusion is that you need the middleman. You know, guess what happened before you had the massive kinds of insurance corporations you had today? Go back to the 1960s or 70s. Nobody was complaining they didn't have health care. You didn't have that kind of thing. You know, you, you had public universities you had that were almost free or free. You, you had all of these things that Bernie's basically trying to bring balance back to. And when you say they destroyed the liberals in this country, they didn't. Because no, those no, liberals no, are no, coming no. out and voting. I, I, listen, you know, they, the liberals... Okay, I mean, we. This is a whole different discussion. I don't want to yeah. get too much into it because I think you and I agree on the same thing. The liberals are fine. It's this top base that's driving the narrative, and just like, dude, we watched Bernie in 2016 playing arenas, mm -hmm. playing stadiums. Hillary couldn't put 20 people into a cafeteria. No, and and they the DNC went to court. And in court said they did not have to recognize the will of the members of the party right. and they could put out that is not good. And they are sold out corporatists. And that's why Bernie changed the rules to what he did, because he knew either me or somebody else can run again. And and when it gets to that convention, it's going to be the will of the people. You know, unless if the unless, people want Bernie, he yeah. should be able to run, right. regardless of whether you're a socialist or not, or you like socialism. It's the democracy is the people get the vote on who they want. Well, I'm right. twenty. I'm twenty-seven. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Mm -hmm. All everyone I knew, all my friends are in college. We all had just graduated. Mm -hmm. Every fucking person that I know voted for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And to me, it's like. Every repost, a thousand bucks. Even my, it sounds kind of dumb, like getting a thousand bucks. But I knew everybody voted for him. So when he didn't win, I was like, "This is fake." Yeah. Oh, it's totally like, rigged. So, yeah. it's, it's, it's and it's going to happen again. The I have MSNBC a, uh, said yeah, they were going to call you, it. But just because something happens wrong doesn't mean that you give up. You can't. No, because no, no. It's no like, I'm with you. It's right just now, like we have to. Right, right. Put. We have to stop letting the people on the top tell us what to do. Exactly. Because right now you have a false choice. If it's Bloomberg. It's like if it's fucking Bloomberg versus Trump, you know, like what is you're going to have the battle of the billionaires. You know, it's like it, this is like they stopped being behind the scenes and then they went out in the front. And you dude, know, it, it's, it's, it's a, just a way to get Hillary to run in as vice president. And you know what else it is? Nobody's making donations to the DNC. So they don't have enough money to run. So they need a billionaire to run it. And then yeah. he and then like an idiot, he <laughs> says, I might have Hillary as my uh, uh, running mate, listen, she is going to drive any moderate away, any any independent worst, away. Worst political move ever. She, he's because that's it's done. A, they don't care. These are old people that don't understand the internet. Well, they they what they do understand is they understand where their profits are coming from, mm -hmm. and and uh, when you look at you know, left versus right, whatever that you think about that, it, just look at the media. I learned this in college. It's like the biggest sponsors of the media. Just look at who the commercials are yeah. for: pharma, anything related to oil. You know, it's it's all funding that machine, and and Bernie is a huge threat to that machine. Because guess what? In like literally a month. He could be the machine. He could be the DNC. And he decides who the chair is. He decides who the down-ballot candidates are. And, and, uh, um, and his climate plan is, is so ambitious that it freaks the oil industry out, you know, because it, it's, it's going to create a lot of change. And it's going to— Oh, gonna, yeah, you know, oil. He's going to have the big pharmaceutical. I mean, I'm worried about this guy. Those are cartels. Yes. And listen, man, we, we're going around the world— killing people because of oil we have enough oil here fracking regardless of what i've been to places where they frack the air the environment is bad the regardless water. of what you think it's bad 
And, and the thing is, we have the technology now to fix it. It's like, oh, we don't know what to do. Yeah, there's lots that you can do. You just don't have the will to do it. So what you do is, fuck it, declare a national emergency, get the money you need, start improving people's lives by giving jobs to the, to the areas of the country where all these factories used to be that have closed down. And, and guess what? You're you're gonna win because because uh, people are gonna go oh you know what this actually is not that bad free trade and is stupid it, it's, it's the worst it's, thing it's that. so simple we live in L A how many Teslas do you see now everywhere absolutely everywhere it's, it's they I, should literally do what they used to do you come in you give us a car and we'll give you money on this to get a Tesla that's right that's what they, that's, that's what and that's exactly did. what Bernie's plan is yeah he's it's a he's, he's basically saying yeah you're, he's gonna buy back old vehicles yeah and and then um, make it like practically for the you know, company free. to still win money like Toyota Absolutely. or whatever you're gonna get you're gonna see the most massive stimulus that you've ever seen 13 trillion dollars he's talking about that's 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 enough money to retool build solar roads across stop this the wars nation. stop Stop all the government uh, money to big oil, to pharmaceuticals, to all. Stop it. Just stop it. And there's enough money for everything. I don't know. I, listen, dude, I don't want the government in anything. So I have to take a stand and be like, I don't want the government running my health care. Okay. But what the system we have is cartel collusion. The way you got to look at it is if you consider the U.S. government to represent you, then it's the only thing that's standing between you and huge international corporations that don't care a frack about you. Or if it's run by not you and you think it's that you're a victim of the system, it's being run by uh, somebody else because people are basically staying home and not voting. Literally half of this country doesn't vote. That dwarfs both parties. Yeah. You know, I mean, imagine if like that half of the country just went out and voted and, and kept voting. I don't know why the first thing that, that uh, any president doesn't do is just say national holiday. Voting because they don't holiday. want you voted, dude. Oh, That's I know that. the problem. Oh, no, no, I know that. And it, it's, it's about voter suppression. It's vote caging. It's, so, uh, you know, Jim Crow ID laws. It's like they're it's trying to have voter, voter IDs now. So you have to go get an ID before you can vote. It's just a hassle to yeah. the people we that also are too need busy. to get rid of unlimited we need term limits dude oh yeah mm -hmm. we need term why do we have them on local and state levels but but why can they just run forever it's ridiculous man it's ridiculous we need accountability we need to take the government back man exactly we and have a, a, our government it. is unaccountable to us they they dude then i mean dude we went to war with new england we went to war with england because we had no representation. Taxation without representation. That's what we have right now. So this is your chance because right now you've got the IPCC and a whole bunch of climate scientists saying, you know, you've got like probably 11 years until uh, there are no more, uh, you know, it's going to be too late to save the, the corals, the, the Great Barrier Reefs, your forests, all this stuff. Then what are you going to do? You know, oh, gee, we should have done something back then. You know, it's like it's it's like people who say, oh, I'm just going to sit it out because the whole system is corrupt. Well, guess what? We're fighting to actually right that ship. And, and you get you got to take a stand someplace. I mean, you do. And and so, you know, really and, and getting back to the E.T. thing, if I was looking at this planet from like a distance, I would be going, man, they're they need to do something right now. So you, you brought that back up. Yeah. Uh, do you think when you become president, if like Bernie was to become president, they bring him in and be like, here, there's aliens, this and that? Or you think that's that's the last that person they tell is the president? You know, I think I think that uh, um, some presidents have known more than others because they were involved in the intelligence apparatus. And if you are um, somebody that regularly gets briefed on that kind of stuff, yes. Eisenhower definitely knew because um, he had uh, two. Well, Eisenhower had two flyovers within a mile of the White House. It caused a national panic and uh, was in newspapers all over the place. So he got briefed on it for sure. I don't know about JFK, but but I will say that um, if something dramatic happens during his presidency, then yes, um, I wouldn't doubt that like Space Force is some bizarre takeoff on some weird briefing that, that Trump got and probably misunderstood. Or just a giant start, money you know. grab. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a money grab. I mean, yeah. just like it's just it's just you know so funny that like. Ah, uh, bazillion dollars for this military. I, at yeah. this point, it's just oh, funny money, gonna, too. How are we going to pay for new roads? It's just a fact. Yeah. 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 How are we going to pay for health care? How are we going to pay for anything? We need accountability. We need to take our country back. People need to stop fighting with each other. Stop watching the news. It's bad news. Stop fighting with each other. And this is a guy who fights everybody on social media. <laughs> stop. Love each other, man. You have more in common. Black history is white future. If you don't pay attention, you're doomed to repeat history. 
wake up, stop fighting with each other, and, and, and good. You don't like socialism, that's fine. But we have a democracy, and the, and, the, and the DNC's base wants Bernie. He should be allowed to be the nom, n- nominee. It's not Pierre Buttplug or whatever his name is, okay? <laughs> it's not, and it's none of them. We know who it is. We're watching them rip him off. Regardless of whether you like it or not, what they're doing right now, what they did in Iowa was the same thing the Republicans did in Florida. When they jacked that, that, that president, they just bought time till they could come up with an excuse that made sense and they shoved it down our throat. Nobody wants Mayor Pete. Nobody wants Joe Biden. Everybody wants Bernie. And, if, and most of these people, the, the ones that don't like Bernie, are all on the payroll. And the thing is, you can rig an election if it's close, but you can't rig an election if it's overwhelming. You can't. Well, there, I mean, that, I think... Can't. That's I, in everything. In like sports, I've always said it. Mm-hmm. The champ's got to lose. Yeah. If it's a tie, you, champ stays a champ. They, you got to come mean, in dude, and come in. Right. Well, well, right so, right I, I liken it to the Chinese running at machine guns. Eventually, you run out of bullets. You know, it's like there's, if there's enough people in, that are hitting the system and saying, you know, this is what we want, and, and then they don't just give up and go home, but they actually keep doing that, then that's how stuff changes. And until you do that, stuff doesn't change, and it's just, you know, it's just gonna go, it's keep like going to go. It's like when, uh, when Obama wanted uh, to go into war, remember? He had tweeted something about it, and everybody went and told him, hey, fucker, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. And what happened? He said, I can't go. Like it's That's Which right. war was that? Because he uh, went Syria. from two to six. You're right. The yeah. serial one, though. Yeah. 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 No, well, because the that's, that's revisionist but, history. But, but again, the thing is, when even Afghanistan and stuff like that, the key that they have learned is you keep it out of the media, you keep it out of art, you you don't show pictures. Yep. You know, just uh, don't yep. show bodies. Yeah. Just uh, it's all it's all cool unless you're actually involved. Yeah. You know? And guess what? Now we're at war for like what was it? 13, 14. And that's years? why the internet. That's yeah. why they 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 lost the internet. Yeah. The narrative isn't good. They try to get us into f- war with Iran. Mm-hmm. Pushback from the internet. Mm-hmm. Right. People are tired of war. We're tired of our sons and daughters dying for bankers. Enough of the bullshit. If I would bet that if you ever wanted like a full disclosure of the ufo subject to get back to that you would you they're not going to disclose whatever that is until you're not dealing with the kind of petty crap that we have to deal with on this planet right now the other thing besides climate that the ets or whatever you want to call them seem to be interested in is nukes you know like that's another part of the film it's like they they have been at every single nuclear site in both the united states and russia you know over decades you know, and, and why is that? Why would they keep going to these sites and like turning the weapons off, actually activating weapons yeah, and I've causing war sequences? Why would they do that? Obviously, uh, as uh, Robert Salas, uh, you know, one of these missile captains in the, in the, in the movie says, is that, uh, you know, they're trying to send you a message. What are you doing with nuclear weapons? Like, what, are you, what are, you know, it's like we are adolescents when it comes to this kind of stuff. And we right. are like minutes away from potentially blowing ourselves up. Because during World War II, there was a, a huge jump of UFO being seen. Mm-hmm. Well, a huge jump yeah. during World War II, and it's when it was everyone, like you're saying, obviously, they're trying to stop us from the whole climate change. So mm-hmm. they've been after us for a while. You think if there was another nuclear bomb, they'd come down and say, you guys got to fucking stop? Oh, they, they, uh, I think that if, um, if we launched like an all out like war nuclearly, like if we actually were looked like we were going to blow the yeah, planet up, I think it would be, it'd be gone. You know, they wouldn't even, it, you know, it's like there's, uh, um, there's footage of like one of these things, like, you know, a missile going up in the air, and this thing just goes around the missile and just shoots, you know, the warhead like four or five times. Oh, yeah, I've, and the I've thing seen just that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like there's there's lots of stuff, lots of stories like that. And 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 uh, yeah, I think that there's probably some sort of thing where it's like we're kids trying to figure out how to learn how to walk, you know. And and it's like we want to, they, they kind of like want to let us do it, but then. Maybe you know, don't don't fall on your face. You it's know, like, it's like when you see your toddler kind of about right, to eat right. shit, and you're like, duh, 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 right. but he kind of holds it on. But it, there's there's a, a no doubt that whatever is going on is coming to a head. You know, it's it's coming to a head. It's like we're we the stakes are too high. We don't have another four years, another eight years, another fifteen, twenty years. You know, and and it's like if you want your rights, if you want to be able to ha- to say that you have a government, you know, this is the time. There's no other time like today. I'm with you, brother. Tell us about your uh, your movie one more time and where they can find it. So the phenomenon is um, directed by James Fox, and it is coming out um, in theaters um, in late September and uh, nationwide, and uh, will be on uh, iTunes October 30th. 
Um, Third Eye Spies has been breaking records on Amazon Prime. And um, you can see it now ad-free on Amazon Prime, Roku, um, a whole bunch of streaming platforms um, that are ad-based. Uh, Amazon Prime I highly recommend because um, you know it's, it's been doing really well there. So hopefully people will go check out Third Eye Spies. Maybe we can put a listing down in the, um, the links for, for both. Hell yeah. Can you just email me that? Yeah, And absolutely. I'll put them all in there. Mm -hmm. Great show, great discussion. You know what I'm saying, man? I think we uh, we all just want the world to be a better place, and we want everybody to love each other. And, you know, we just got to get rid of these power players that just get us all to fight with each other and wreck everything and make the world a miserable place because they feed off of our energy. So this is President's Day. Go vote. This is the March 3rd, the California primaries. This, we're going to decide the election this year. You know, um, vote. Make sure you're registered. Check your registration on the Secretary of State's website and vote. Dude, you're the best, Lance. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming in, dude. Anytime, all the time. Guys, this is a great show. As always, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We'll do it again. I'm sure you're going to have an amazing movie, another amazing movie coming out. So please come. Dude, let's right. make a movie, man. Let's do a comedy movie. Figure it out, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm in with you, brother. <laughs> I'm dying to do that. Let's make a real movie, Johnny. <laughs> All right, guys, you're the best. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you very much. Please support the show. Uh, the show loves you all. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you guys soon. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning.